This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. Also, those that are listening on the Warning Radio and Shortwave program, welcome. As well as those that tune in by social media. I have a special guest in my office today. Her name is Bree Keaton. She's known also as the Pygmy Lady. And we're going to catch up with her. She's been on this program before, years ago. And uh, we want to see what is going on right now in Africa among the pygmies. So let's, uh, let's meet Bree. I want you to know that, again, uh, the pygmies are in danger. Last time they were, she was on this program, she recounted how even other African tribes were hunting them down, even eating them. Bree, welcome to the Warning Television Program. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You've been on years past. It's been a while. Yes. And uh, people are also listening on radio right now. But tell us now, currently, uh, let's say people have just right now for the first time tuned in and have seen you for the first time. Uh, or heard about you. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you do uh, so they can catch up with, with who you are. Okay. Uh, well, we, we do a lot of conferences all over the world, but I would say our main focus is on the least of these, the most hated, persecuted people on the planet, bar none. And they're called pygmies. Pygmy just means small. But they're tiny little people. Most of them live in the Democratic Republic of Congo, okay. which is the very heart of Africa. In fact, it's been called the heart of darkness because there's so much uh, darkness, wickedness, voodoo, etc. But what people don't know is that the Congo is the most dangerous war zone on planet Earth. And there are over 150 armies in there now. In the Congo. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes. Previously Zaire. And previously Belgian Congo. Wow. That. And so the pygmies live in the Congo. Yes, many, many live there, but only about a third compared to what there used to be. Wow. And uh, this is because the rebel soldiers, all these armies, run out of food and they eat the pygmies. The pygmies are human beings. They're small. And, of course, they're naked. Many live in trees. So they just think of them as animals, not people. But they are beautiful little people. And 12 years ago, it's been 12 years now, more than 12, God sent me to the Congo speaking to me in an audible voice to go to the pygmies. So I went. And I found my first little tribe and uh, led them to Jesus. And that's they are the ones that told me that they were being hunted and most of their tribe was gone. And that's how I found out it was from the horse's mouth. Wow. So what would you say in the last uh, 10 years, mm -hmm. how many pygmies have died by uh, other tribes? Oh, uh, it's really not other tribes of pygmies. Pygmies are generally... Oh, no, generally... I'm talking about other, other tribes, not pygmy tribes, yeah. but the other African tribes. Well, African tribes consider pygmies to be animals, like a vermin. Right. So how, how many pygmies uh, have died? 
I thought originally there were about a million. Now there are about 200,000. Wow. Let's think about this. So we've rescued 80,000 in 12 years, and they're serving Jesus, and I've built them villages. Uh, so uh, you're going to hear a video in a little while, but it was made a few years ago, and I have a different number, but now it's about 80,000. We're training the pygmies, though, and ministering to them and discipling them. We don't just win a soul and run away. We stay, which is great danger to me and my staff who live there now. And uh, so we risk our lives for the very least of these. And I, I consider it the greatest honor of my life to reach these dear little ones. How many years have you been doing this? Twelve years. Wow. Well, it's twelve and a half now. Twelve and a half years, yeah. And so that it's quite a scene. Uh, you, uh, white, blonde, <laughs> pygmies, dark. Yeah. Um, well, it's they're shock and awe. They're it's short. Shock and awe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shock and awe. Yeah, I'm a big surprise. Yeah, because they've never seen anyone like me, and they sure. think I'm an angel right away. Yeah. So I have to tell them, no, definitely not an angel. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. There's a lot of things that we want to get into, but um, let's tell a story of of maybe what is the, the most um, amazing testimony. Uh, of your encounters over there? I think uh, I have so many favorites now. Sure. I'm going to have to cherry pick. Okay, because I didn't know you were going to say that. Um, okay, let me pick a dead raisin story. Do we like yeah, those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we always do that. I love that. Well, we were called up there. Uh, we have four villages that we were building up in the northeast of the Congo. And one of them, my whole staff was in there building and we were staying in little tents. So in the middle of the night, there was a huge faltera, lots of screaming and wailing. Pygmies are very emotional, you know. And they were going round and round the campfire and throwing dust in the air, so it was something. And um, I've carefully trained my staff, my core people. You know, I have core people sure. that I pour my life into, and then they train the others. So uh, I've taught them all to raise the dead. I've taught them all to heal the sick. We, you know, I want them to do the works of the ministry. That's right. So uh, in the middle of the night, one of them jumped up, my head scout. He's over the field operations. And he came out of the tent and he went out to see what is all this noise? And they said, our favorite chief was bitten by a black mamba. And he's dying. Yeah. Now, he was bit on the toe, right. which means he might have five minutes to live. Right. Because it's deadly. Uh, now, if you're bit up close to your heart, you'll have seconds. But he might have that long. So he says, oh, he said, they said, we carried him into one of the houses that were built, but he didn't get his house yet. So he was sleeping on the ground. This is why we want a threshold, a door, and a house. So um, he said, may I go in the house? He said, of course, you built it. So he walked in, and the little chief was dead on the floor. And he was their favorite chief. They had four chiefs, 4,000 pygmies in that tribe. So he thought, oh, I remember now. We've watched Bree raise the dead. We know how to raise the dead. Oh, I remember, because I teach him use one word. You never know when the rebels are coming to kill us. You don't have time for long prayers in the Congo. So I teach him one word with faith and the name of Jesus. So he reached down and he touched the little pygmy 
on the shoulder and he looked him in the face and he said, live in Jesus name. And he stepped back and he started counting and he got to 30 and the little pygmy, his eyes fluttered and then he opened his eyes and he looked around. He said, where am I? He said, in one of the houses. He said, oh, so my head scout reached down and he took his hand. He said, want to get up? Oh, yes. So he stood him up. Now, by then, the word had already gotten out to all the pygmies who were wailing already because they know he's going to die. Sure, right? sure. And, they, uh, and so they're all singing, our chief is dead. Oh, no, no. And so they came out and they stood on the threshold of the little house. And one by one, the pygmies that were dancing and screaming and howling and throwing dust in the air stopped one by one. And, and they're all looking because the chief is alive. It's impossible. The bite of a black mamba is deadly. And, and for those that don't know, a lot of people don't know what a black mamba is. The most deadly snake in Africa. That's right. Bar none. That's right. The bite is deadly, so deadly. And they're one of the fastest snake in the world. They can go 35 miles an hour. They're one of the few snakes in the world, if not the only, that will chase humans. And worst of all, the fourth and most horrible thing, a black mamba, and this I think demonic, they can think and think. They can outthink you. They can figure out what you're going to do. They can chase around you, get in position, and get you. And they do it. They're terrible snakes. They're a plague in Africa, but especially in the Congo. So all that said, the whole tribe has stopped screaming and howling, and they're looking at their chief alive, and they know. And so my, my head scout goes, I raised him from the dead. Your chief's alive. So they, yay, and this big cheer went up. And for the rest of the night, all through the night to dawn, they danced and sang all around that campfire. Our God raises the dead. Our God is awesome. Jesus is Lord. And they're singing because they're all saved, you see. Yes, I led yes. them to the Lord about a year before. And we're just back in their building houses. That's why we're there. All right, at dawn. 200 feral pygmies. This means completely wild, living in trees in the deep jungle. 200 naked feral pygmies came and stood by the campfire, and everybody turned and looked at them, and they pointed. They said, we want to see your chief that your God raised from the dead, because the sound went all through the jungle, and everybody pointed to the chief who was by now sitting down enjoying the dancing, you see. Yes, yes. All through the night. And he goes like that. He waves. And they said, we want your God. And the pygmies led them to the Lord. Praise the Lord. So miracle signs and wonders and people getting saved. It's amazing. This, this is a typical day in the, in the Congo. Now, I heard that recently 46 pygmies have been killed. Oh, yes. Listen. Tell us about uh, that. I told you there are a lot of rebel armies, and they're all jihadists. They want to kill everybody, die or convert. And some of them just don't even care about the convert part, just kill everybody. And they go racing through the Congo. They eat the pygmies. But this was a new group that's risen up in the last uh, four months. Now, you know that ISIS is back in full swing now. 
and they're being raised up. Wow. And so they're back in the Congo now. So they were all, uh, you know, defeated. Yeah, and, Trump defeated them. Okay, but now they're all back. Wow. And, and there are many, many armies that nobody's ever heard of. But this one, I may not have this name right, but it's Komoko or Kokoma. I can't remember, but they're new. And they came over from Uganda and murdered a bunch of big Africans and also 46 perfectly innocent pygmies. Wow. There's no reason for it. They just slaughtered and enjoyed themselves and then went back into Uganda. Wow. So um, we have all the famous ones in there. We have Al-Shabaab and, uh, you know, any any group you've heard of, the Joseph Kony rebels and the Lord's Army, they're all in the Congo, plus many, many no one's ever heard of. Wow. So this is a very dangerous place, and yet the pygmies are serving the Lord in there with all their hearts. One of the things we do is draw the bloodline of Jesus all the way around every village and, of course, the fields that we plant and teach them to harvest. And all that. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. In a little bit, we're going to get to uh, a presentation where people are going to see uh, a video of the pygmies okay. uh, from your video uh, production. But... Uh, Let's change just a little bit. Um, I know people know in that area there's Ebola. Yes. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about Ebola versus COVID. Well, there you go. Now, COVID, which we know is man-made, uh, they were trying to get gain of function, which means it could invade you and hurt you. Yes. Before that, a virus can't necessarily invade a human, so they enabled it. In other words... Human-made. Why in the world anybody would want to do such a thing? But it's chemical or, you know, biological warfare. So uh, that's 0.2% death rate. Yet the whole world shut down for this. Ebola, Zaire, which began in the Congo in 1976 in the Ebola region, which is a region of the Congo, a city, and a river, which is a tributary of the Congo River. So Ebola first broke out. There have been over 85 outbreaks worldwide since then. People don't know that it has spread. And then it gets stopped. Then it rises up and so forth. So there are four uh, known deviants or viruses that have sprung up for it that are uh, deviants of Ebola. But the original strain was called Ebola Zaire because that's what the Congo was called when it first broke out. So Ebola Zaire is a 90% death rate. Wow. They no. never shut down the Congo or anything. It died out in the region where it first sprung up. Now, 90% death rate. 90%. And they did not shut no, the no, world no. down. No, no, because it died out. It was left alone. It died out. And there weren't, you know... Tens of thousands of people released from where it started to spread into America and spread it, as we know that that happened here. They were sent here. How many? Do you know? A lot. How many? How many that had it were sent here oh. on vacation? No, they, the whole thing, as you mentioned, is a man-made, a man-conspired uh, if we want to say, uh, I, I think it's part of, of their warfare 
uh-huh. to topple the United States and topple the rest of the world. COVID is to control the world into moving us into a new world well, order. Well, it's brought the lockdowns. It's brought the mass. And the doctors say that this is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, there's hundreds of doctors that will tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they'll tell you that you should not be taking the, uh, the vaccination. They'll tell you it's, it's, it's man-made. They'll tell you it's dangerous as far as the vaccination. And that, uh, again, it's a variation of the flu. So um, we're, I know we're a little bit off track from uh, the pygmies. No, because Ebola is so much worse and nobody shut it down. Yeah. And so, like she said, the Ebola is, is we're just using a comparison. It is way worse than COVID, but they didn't shut the world down. In fact, we've had so many diseases, uh, malaria and everything else, typhoid, and, and the world's never shut down. But yes. uh, COVID, we shut the world down when, when uh, the fatality rate is so very low. Uh, the normal flu kills more by percentages. And so if we're worried about the pygmies, which we are, you better be worried about your freedom if the church doesn't rise up and stop this insanity. Well, uh, I, just, I just know this. We have a name. That name, which is above every name that is named, both in heaven and earth and under the earth, this is the name of Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus. And Ebola is simply a name. COVID-19 is simply a name. We have the name of Jesus, which overcomes everything. And Jesus came into this world. He healed the sick. He raised the dead, and he told us to go heal the sick and raise the dead. And I'm wondering, where are the mighty men and women of valor now? You see, God sent me to the pygmies, and he did speak to me three separate times in an audible voice because I was working in the Amazon rainforest. He had to tell me directly, stop this, go do this. And there was a reason, because there was an entire people group that were just on the brink of disappearing from the face of the earth. And yes, Ebola struck uh, four times since I've been in there 12 years. Four times we've overcome it. Maybe people would like to know how we overcome a 90% death rate disease. Because I have it all on a DVD uh, called Releasing the Glory. And I have the step-by-step what we did. But I'll give you the number one key to it. We understand that in us lives the hope of glory. That's Jesus. Yes. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Then I want to say in John 17, 20 to 22, it literally states that God gave Jesus his glory and Jesus gave it to us. It says it. Should I read it? Will anybody believe it? I have to find this. And while I'm going to John chapter 17, everybody needs to know that you have the ability because the glory lives in you. Jesus gave it to you. And it says here, uh, and the glory, verse 22, which thou gavest me, that's Jesus, I have given them, that's us that they may be one even as we are one. 
And then he says that the world may know that thou hast sent me. So it's all for the purpose. People don't understand. Oh, I'm just a little worm. God never used. Oh, wait a minute. He gave us his glory, which is the very presence of God. It lives in us. Then he said, let your light, that's the glory, so shine before men that they will glorify God who's in heaven. So we're to release that. We're to show the world what a Christian looks like. We're to walk in the glory, that is to shine. The pygmies say that I shine. They can see me shining because they're supernatural people. They haven't been carefully taught from birth like Americans that nothing works today. And well, well, maybe God will, and maybe God won't. God will, if only we'll believe. So that we walk in there by faith. We've caused Ebola to leave, and everybody that had it in the villages where we go in, releasing the glory, and there are steps, they get well and walk away. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, the power of God and his salvation, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that we went into, uh, this pygmy chief being resurrected. Uh, we move with the power of God. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're really full of God, uh, we're supposed to represent him on earth. Many people can't represent him. Many de denominations, uh, they can't represent them because they nullify the word of God, they nullify the Holy Spirit. But Jesus says, go tarry for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so that you can move with my power. Watch me, I'm reading a book that uh, he wrote, The Ministry of God's Word. And he talks about many pastors aren't qualified to be behind the pulpits, because they're nothing more than the scribes and Pharisees that can quote the scriptures. They know the scriptures, but they don't know God. They don't know God. If you know God, you're supposed to have testimonies. Yes. If you know God, you're not supposed to be afraid to go into areas of Ebola. You're not supposed to be afraid to go into war zones. When I go into areas of genocide, Reed Keaton is not afraid to go into the Congo with over 150 armies because she knows God. And she knows who she is in Christ Jesus. And she knows nothing can touch her unless God allows it. And she knows the angels of God are around her. And she could give testimonies of this fact. So uh, we're not afraid of Ebola. We're not afraid of COVID. Uh, I've never closed down our, our staff church. And I've invited others. I said, if you have COVID, come, we'll lay hands on you and pray for you. The world is trying to intimidate you. They're trying to create fear in you. They're trying to control you. They're trying to move us into a new world order. Uh, Bree, uh, you have about 30 seconds. Closing comments. I just say, this is the day to show forth the glory of God. This is the day to walk in the miracles of God and show forth his presence. We're to speak his name. We're to make disciples of all men. We cannot lay this burden down. We must pick up our cross and follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. We must, because this is the end of days. This is our last chance. Amen. Amen. We're going to go right now to this presentation. Go to the Congo. You're going to see uh, Brie Keaton. You're going to see the pygmies. It's going to be fascinating. So let's go there right now and see 
what Bree is doing in the Congo. God bless you. In times of financial uncertainty, is there an absolutely secure place to invest without fear of loss? Yes. Jesus instructed us to lay up treasures in heaven where it cannot be damaged or stolen. Right now, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, harmless tribal people known as pygmies are being hunted like animals and eaten. It's an unspeakable evil and almost nobody is stopping it. Almost. About four and a half years ago, the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice. And uh, he said, pygmies. He said, pygmies. Oh, I like pygmies. They're so cute. Tiny little people hiding in the jungle. And they told me that the rebel soldiers were killing and eating the pygmies. And that was the day that I discovered about two-thirds of the pygmies in the Congo have been eaten or murdered. And only about a third is left. But the rebels know how to hunt them and shoot them out of trees or just chase them through the jungle. And when they find them, they'll shoot one and cut it in two and roast it and eat it right in front of its own family. So it's a horrifying thing that's going on in that Congo. Maybe the worst genocide I've ever heard of in my entire life. We have devoted our lives now to this cause, going and rescuing the very least of these. God calls them his dear little people, and surely they are precious innocent and when they come to Jesus they come all the way to him they want to serve him they'll come into town burn their voodoo idols and tree gods and throw themselves on the mercy of God at that point we uh, buy land for them build them villages and take care of them uh, because if they go back to the deep jungles they'll surely die we have laid our lives down for this cause the cause of reaching people that nobody else wants to reach, that nobody else loves, and yet the Lord loves them. At this time, uh, I've reached 58,000 pygmies and counting with the good news and all of them saved. I've built 20 villages and in those villages we care for them and make sure that the rebels can't get to them. We rescue them and we tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And they always accept Him because when they hear the truth, they know the truth. Now is the time to be the hands and feet of Christ. Those who are called to bring the love of God to remote and dangerous parts of the world need our support. Help save these people from death and hell while investing in your own eternal bank account. It's the best return on investment in the universe. Thank you for your generous support to help Dr. Keaton and her team bring hope to hurting people.